Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Chantilly Kia. Let's ride together. On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. What's up, everybody? Redskins Talk, the podcast, coming your way right now. I am J.P. Finley from CSM Mid-Atlantic. I am joined by my man, Rich Tandler. Tandler, what's up, man? Hey, doing great. All right, we have some some big news right off the top here. Tandler, can you give me a drum roll? Is that possible? That's a bad drum roll, but I, I, it'll I, have to do. Dude, I thought that was really good, actually. All right, but <laughs> here is the news, and this is awesome. We are sponsored. Redskins Talk Podcast is now sponsored. So I want to thank the good folks at Commuter Connections. A couple clicks is all it takes to share a ride to work when you want, where you want, for free. For free, Tandler. At Commuter... Yeah, that's legit. So go to commuterconnections.org or call 800-745-RIDE. And they have an app. Carpool Now is the app that is now available. So, folks, share rides to work, man. Everybody's taking Uber. You can basically create your own Uber to work. I don't know if that's exactly how it works, but that's how I'm selling it. What do you think, RT? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I just have to commute down a couple of flights of stairs, but that would be, uh, be pretty useful if I had to commute like I used to. Indeed. I mean, during the season, when I have to drive out to Ashburn every day from Bethesda, a, a, a good commute help would... Uh, maybe I'll call the good folks at Commuter Connections. But regardless... We're really excited that they are on board with the podcast, and not just ours, our Wizards podcast and our Caps podcast. They're sponsoring all of that, and uh, we appreciate it. Tandler, on to more pressing matters. Is there anything for us to talk about besides Kirk Cousins? Uh, well, and you know, there, there really isn't much actually happening there. But, uh, you know, not, not really. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll go off on a tangent somewhere along the line, but that's certainly uh, certainly the place to start in the Redskins podcast. Is there anything, though? I mean, I, we, I think we both agree he's going to get tagged, and if a long-term deal is to come, it's not going to be before March 1st. I, I think so. I mean, you know, uh, you know, there's always the warning. Things could always turn on a dime. Um you know, the Redskins could, could step up and say, you know, that, this is what, what, you know, what I don't get is what's going to change between March 1st and July 15th that's going to that's gonna make any difference. I mean, you know, what, are they going to go back and look at the stick in the tape of the Vikings game again or something and, and watch that and make sure that he's doing something? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they can possibly decide, but 
is illog and they're going to get to go through free agency and and uh, the draft without really knowing what's going on in the most important position on the field beyond that beyond the coming season. So, uh, despite those those drawbacks and, and and the other stuff that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, um, I think that's what's going to happen. Well, the one thing I would say is that some of the market kind of two things is that I think some of the market could set itself if some of the quarterbacks out there start getting extensions. I mean, there's been talk of Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, guys like that getting extensions a year out from their contract, which will probably help Kirk. But there's also yeah. this, there's also the flip side that um, I wrote about this, I don't know, last week or something, that some of the seats are going to dry up. Some of the opportunities out there for Kirk could also cease to exist after free agency and after the draft. So, you know, I mean, let's say right now there's eight, six real quarterback-needy teams. And you've got Kirk, Garoppolo, Romo, Trubisky, Kaiser, Watson. All those guys are going to be first-round picks. So, I mean, that's, that's five guys, right, between... Romo, Garoppolo, Trubisky, Kaiser, Watson, that are all going to land somewhere, and wherever those guys land probably cuts Kirk out of their real plan, I would think. Yeah, well, that's true, but but then over the course of a year, I mean, other you know other teams, you know, it, it just kind of turns over. Yeah, those teams, six teams, six eight teams, are really quarterback needy. Might be uh, might be okay, but then okay, the Cardinals. What happens? You know, Car- You know, we don't really have them on that list. No, but Although Palmer said he's coming back. Fan at all, and, and I'm I'm kind of with you on that. But, but uh, Taylor, you know, th- hold on. The point is, opportunities will dry up, but other ones will open up by the 2018 season. You know how I feel about Carson Palmer, and you're right. But he said he's coming back. He said he feels good, and he's coming back. So I, no way with Carson on the books, unless they cut him, which I don't see happening. Is Cousins going to Arizona? Right. No, but I'm I'm, I'm talking about 2018. Oh, I, I mean, what, if, if it gets tagged, 2017 opportunities don't really matter, right? I mean, they're 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 done. I think they matter if it's non-exclusive and and there's teams that want to try to make that move. Yeah, but that's got to happen pretty quickly. That has certainly has to happen before the draft. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what what the but dude, the, the draft the, is I, so late. The, the deadline for the for making an offer sheet is, but it's before the draft. But the draft isn't till the end of April, man. I mean, that's almost two months out. Right, by which time off-season workouts start, which are not a big deal. You know what could happen? Here's, here's, here's what could happen. This is a, a, a just a, a little bit of a wrinkle. Ooh. Kirk could, could do what he did last year, you know, get in, uh, you know, as soon as the Redskins tag him, get in Grandma's van, drive down to Redskins Park and sign it. That does not preclude a trade. That precludes him from going out and and you know and shopping himself. But if the Redskins wanted to make a deal with the 49ers, let's just say to pick a random team out of the other 31. Just a totally random um, team. If, <laughs> if they wanted to do that, they, they could call the Niners up and say, hey, what do you give us for Kirk? And they could give uh, Mike McCartney, uh, you know, say, "Hey, you have permission to talk to the Niners about a new contract." So it could still, could te- I guess, it could technically get done at any time. But uh, you know, my point is, every moment that goes by is going to help Kirk Cousins and hurt 
the Redskins. Especially, yeah. especially if, say, between the draft and July 15th, if Stafford signs a new deal. And it's, it's for a you know average annual value of 25 and Carr signs for something similar. You know, you get you get that going, and then all of a sudden you've got a whole. You know, the market's been reset and not in your favor. Why wouldn't the Redskins just go ahead, drive a hard bargain if they have to give into what they have to give into now? Just do it instead of waiting until July fifteenth when you don't. You know, now they know what things look like. You don't have the equivalent of a Brock Osweiler contract coming out completely out of left field. Nobody thought he would get that that much money, and that that reset the market. If, you know, again, Matt Stafford, Carr, if those guys could reset the market. And the Redskins know what it looks like now. They don't know what it's going to look like on July 15th. One more reason to get it done, but they won't. Yeah, I mean, I've made my case. I think the Skins hold the leverage until March 1st, and I I don't think a deal happens after March 1st, frankly. Um, One interesting kind of conversation point has emerged and I, I want to get your take on this. Maybe you've talked about this on radio or something, and I didn't hear it. What about the idea that Kirk is too nice and that his open willingness to accept the franchise tag is actually a detriment to him getting a long-term deal in that Eric Berry's like, yo, I'm not going to play on the franchise, period, so don't give it to me. And we saw, that, we saw Von Miller do the same thing. We saw Josh Norman have a similar reaction. So, and all those guys got new deals. And, well, I guess Barry hasn't yet. But Von Miller got a monster deal. Josh Norman ended up coming to D.C. Do you think if Kirk was a little more, I don't want to say petulant, because that that applies like a negative connotation. And, and I don't think when these guys are fighting for long-term contracts that they're really doing anything negative. I think they're just trying to get what's best for them. Um but if Kirk was a little more standoffish about the franchise tag, especially about the franchise tag for a second straight season, you think that would serve him well? Uh, I, I, I can see what you're saying. But the thing is, he, he doesn't I, – I think he is fine. I think he would rather, you know, even though I seriously doubt the Redskins would. I mean, who knows? What, I, I think maybe what he thinks is – he could not sign the franchise tag, play that game, and sit up. And then the Redskins take a quarterback with their first pick, rescind the fa- the franchise tag. I think he's concerned. Now he would go out and he would bet that by then the free agent market's dried up and he's the quarterback. You know the musical chairs are done, and he's screwed. Now it's a slim chance of that happening. I think he would rather sign the deal, get the twenty four million dollars guaranteed. I tell you what, he hasn't spent much of that twenty million he got. Last year, that van still shows up at Ashburn. Yeah, exactly. That's still yeah. You can still see that see that around town. So, um, you know, he I, I don't think he's that word. He, you know, I, and he know. Okay, let's say like, do we know he has he bought a house? And plays and he either gets you know gets injured, gets or has a bad year for whatever reason. You know, he's still in his next contract. is going to make fifteen, eighteen. $19 million. I mean, you know, I just think the way I think he's all, I don't, this is maybe not quite accurate, but he's almost looking at it as monopoly money. I think the $44 million is more than he's going to spend in his entire lifetime already just for the two years. And, in, and he's not, he would just rather 
do that, get that money guaranteed, and uh, and move on. Man, if I had forty-four million bucks, I'd be spending it. I not all of it, but I think I could do a quick damage with like ten mil. I buy a sick beach house. I'd pay off all my damn student debt. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I could have fun. What would be, I think he thinks he, I think he's having fun. What would be your first purchase with forty million bucks, Taylor? Uh, oceanfront in Kerala. Yeah, that, that's your spot too. I, I love yeah. it down there. But when do you go? The first week of May every year. First week of June. No, and yeah, no, Memorial Day. We start Memorial Day weekend and go through the end of that week. You usually have eighties perfect weather. You know, we did for a lot of years until last year. Last year we got we got we got a lot of rain, a lot of wind, a lot of cloudy skies. But we we were due we were due for some because we had we went for like six seven straight years without a day rained out at all. So, well, I mean, who would have thought you probably could have gone whatever week this is in February and gotten good weather? This is true. Have you done anything to enjoy this weather? Have you gotten outside at all to enjoy these 70-degree February days? Yeah, I was outside uh, over the weekend. I didn't get out much today. but I played, I played some golf, Taylor, and the game, is in, the game is in okay shape for February. I'm not going to lie to you. Glad to hear it. So one interesting thing I found working on one of – so we've been doing that series of kind of off-season questions, and I've been enjoying that. It's always just good to kind of kick around ideas anyway. And one that I found really interesting was one of our questions was, will the Redskins take a defensive player in the first round? And we both said it kind of depends on draft position because as much as people want to scream about needing D-line, if there's only third-round D-linemen left at 17th pick, they're not going to take a D-lineman. That's just how it's going to be. Right. Um, but one of the things I found so interesting is that they haven't played, they haven't picked a, a defensive player in the first round since 2011. And it, it, it just is so hard to get past the Leonard Williams, Brandon Sheriff pick. Yeah. But I mean, don't forget three of those, let's see, since we got 12, 13, 14, that's five years. Three of those first round draft picks went to one guy. Yeah. One offensive player. So it's not, you know, they're so. Since then, they've taken two offensive players in two years. RG3 first-round picks. That's what we should call them now. Yes, there we go. Um, but and do, the second. Don't forget that second. That, that second was Janoris Jenkins. That's big. They could have used him. Or, or yeah. They could have used the Giants to not have him. Yes, that's true. But he's, he is kind of a knucklehead, but I, he, he seems to have grown up some. I, I mean, people have probably called me a knucklehead at various times, Taylor. This is true. Um, but you still, never mind. I've grown up some, Rich. <laughs> All right, uh, we got a couple. So hold on, I want to do something real quick before we go to Twitter questions. One of the more interesting things I found when researching that article, and I botched my first tweet, so sorry to whoever looks at my Twitter. From For 20 years, from 1970 to 1990, the Redskins only, took, only had three first-round picks. And of those picks... Two of them are in the Hall of Fame, and Mark May was a very good player for X number of years. Yeah. How they were, nu- uh, they were all Bobby Beathard picks. 
How nuts is that for starters to only have three first round picks in in twenty years? And I this is this is an area where you know the team better than me because I wasn't around. Were were fans furious about that? No, you know what? In the seventies, especially, nobody really. The, the draft was not as valued as, as it was. Teams teams were throwing around first-round picks left and right for for aging veteran players. Now, some of them, uh, you know, Dave Butts was, you know, was actually, well, actually some other picks went as well. But Dave Butts, I believe he two of those first-round picks that, that George Allen, uh, it was actually a, uh, a pre-agent signing. You had to give compensation back then, so that was the compensation. Uh, okay was a whole pile of draft picks, including at least one first, maybe a second one. Um, I, I got to be honest, that, Rich, I can't help yeah. you on the Dave Butts question, man. That's a, That precedes my knowledge base. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, then after that, you know, yes, as, as the 80s went along, it was more, you know, more awareness of the draft and how that could help. But, um, you know, it was in, in you know, we, today we have in Scott we trust for, on, based on just a couple of years, it was in Bobby we trust. I mean, that's fine. If he did it, that was fine. Two, oh, two of those first-round picks went for Wilbur Marshall, the uh, the Bears linebacker. Is that a trade? A, it didn't quite get good equity out of that, but it wasn't it wasn't a bad trade. One went for running back George Rogers. One they got Russ Grimm in the deal when it, he uh, he traded the next year's first rounder for for a pick that uh, ended up being Russ Grimm. So you know. Some of them worked out, some of them didn't. didn't. Alright, real quick, I'm going to tell you my memories of those various guys. George Rogers had like 100 touchdowns one year, right? Nah, no. You're thinking of Gerald Riggs, I think. No, Gerald Riggs, I remember. He was on the 91 team that I know well. George Rogers had like 12 touchdowns one year for the Redskins. I'm looking it up now. You got me, you got me excited. Dude, Taylor, in 1986, George Rogers had 1,200 yards and 18 touchdowns. That's outrageous. That, that, actually, that is. I didn't. I, I'd forgotten that year. But he, uh, you know, they got so they got three years, three, two pretty good years, and then the the, the next, out of out of the first round draft pick, and then the next year they uh, he well that was a strike year so those numbers were, were down anyway 613 yards six touchdowns right but then in the super bowl which they made that year he got benched for a guy named timmy smith who went ballistic and, and never 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 played in the nfl again that's crazy all right wilbur marshall my memory is wasn't he on the cover of sports illustrated um as a redskin scoring a defensive touchdown yeah i believe he was um and I remember him giving a football to the fans in RFK Stadium. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 10-year-old me, 8-year-old me was, was kind of pissed I didn't get that football, but whatever. <laughs> and then Russ Grimm, obviously, I remember, you know, we saw Russ at it, in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. It was cool to catch up with him. Local celebrity Mitch Tischler knows Russ fairly well. He went out and did a story with him out in, I believe Russ lives in Arizona. Um so it was fun. We got to talk to Russ for a little bit. But that was a fun little trip down memory lane. Now we're going to do some Twitter questions, Tandler. This is this is off-season podcasting 101. This is from at Skins Die Hard 2T. 
So when are second round picks not good enough? Amerson, Murphy, Preston Smith, and Cravens, not bad. Here's my I don't really know what the question is because I think second round picks are really important. Obviously, yep. that doesn't mean you don't want first round picks, but tell me if you disagree. I think a second round pick has to be starting for you either right away or contributing right away if it's a position of strength. Yeah, certainly by the end of the first year. Okay. Twitter question number two, and this one's important, Rich. This is from uh, our boy RTD at BarstoolRTD. If the moon were made of barbecue spare ribs, would you eat it? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I don't know if they're good. Uh, you know, there, there's some, you know, bad dry spare ribs you run across every once in a while. But yeah, as long as they're decent quality, heck yeah. Yeah, I would eat them. I'm in. And I know uh, E-Rock makes some pretty good ribs, so I will eat them. Fact. Okay, this is from at JR underscore Salvi. Is Spencer Long a lock to start at center this season? Taylor, I'll let you start. Dead, stone cold, 100% lock. All right, you didn't give me very much time to type something there, but I agree. I, I think it would take some real bizarre roster move for for Spence not to be the starter. The, the staff likes him a lot. He's their guy. So that's, yep. what, that's what's happening there. From Ryan R. Spear. How much can the Skins' defense realistically improve if it's just one top defensive pick and bringing back Chris Baker? Okay, Ryan, you're confusing getting new personnel with improvement. Getting in a bunch of new people won't necessarily improve it. You don't need a bunch of new people um, in order to improve it. Preston Smith can play tons better. Junior Gallette can come in. Get six, eight, ten sacks. Um, Bashad Breland could could bounce back from his. You know, he was he was kind of off and on last year. I don't want to say he had a bad year. He had a bad start to the year. More consistent. I, I think Bashad had a bad start to the year. I really think after hearing enough whispers from various people, I think it's going to be addition by subtraction in the secondary with Perry Fuel gone. I, I think his message had run its course. With the secondary, I think there was far too much confusion with the D-backs and the safeties. I also think having Sua Cravens at safety full-time is going to help them. Just less turnover at the safety spot is good for this team. Um, I agree with you about Preston. I also think Will Compton was was hurt most a lot of the year. I think him being yep. health, healthy can help. All right. Um, good question, though, Ryan. This one is from David Brand, at underscore D Brand. And I'm going to say no in advance. Could the Skins be looking at Le'Veon Bell? No. Isn't he going to get franchised? It doesn't matter. They're not going to spend that money on a on a running back, a guy who's been suspended twice already. Are you kidding me? Well, and here and here's the other thing with Le'Veon, with just the running back position. We saw last year they really kind of went cheap at the running back position. They went into the year with a third-round pick as their starter, an unproven third-round pick. They ended the year with an undrafted guy as their starter. And Jay Gruden has said that Rob Kelly's going to be the starter. So I find it hard to believe they're going to... Now, if something crazy happened and Antonio Brown became available, maybe they make a run. But I don't see Le'Veon Bell on their radar. Nope. Okay. Justin Lake. 
at JM Lake 2. Is this radio silence normal? Such a mistake to let 88 walk and tag 8. Hoping Brass understand what's at stake this year. Okay, yeah. Seriously? You don't think they have any idea what's at stake? I mean, you know, come on. Okay. Look, look around the NFL. Nobody's talking to anybody. Have you heard that the Browns resigned that, uh, who was that linebacker they, they traded for from the Patriots? Collins. They signed him. Yeah, has anybody else been signed? Nick Sunberg. And Nick Sunberg, yes. So the Redskins probably have more action in the re-signing department than 25 other teams. They get together face-to-face at the Combine, and that's when things get started. Yes, the, it is a little bit more compressed this year. Combine's a little later than it usually is. I, I really don't know why, but uh, it is. So that's when things will get going. Then they, but they might well let 88 walk. What do you, no, that's no that's where I was about. going. What do you think happens with Pierre? I'd say 70% chance he's gone. Okay. And so what What about Deshaun then? 90? 90. Yeah. 90 plus. Okay. Is there anything serious you want to discuss real quick? I thought you missed Pete Haley's question. Dude, you just ruined it. That's where I was going next. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead and read it. All right, well, are there any real topics? Because we're going we're gonna to hit Pete and then we're going to get out of here. Okay. No. I think we, I think we hit about everything. And you know what? The good thing is, if we forgot anything, we can do it in another week. Ah, uh, we just got we just got one more question from at Deep Ball One. Kirk, naturally, these aren't questions, man. And, and you know what? This dude Deep Ball is cool. We talk on Twitter a fair amount. He says Kirk naturally wants the franchise tag to have the highest salary in the NFL. Isn't that obvious? I don't think that's obvious. Kirk has said he's not looking to have the highest possible salary. It may happen, but as soon as Derek Carr gets that extension, it won't yeah. be the case anymore. Yeah, he'll have it. It'll be a temp- very temporary. All right, let's go to Pete Haley. Pete <laughs> at underscore Peter Haley. And editor's note: Pete Haley does a lot of work for us at CSM Mid Atlantic. He writes a lot of great blogs. He writes a lot of goofy blogs, but he's he's a trusted member of our team. So. He asks, at J.P. Finley CSN, when will at Rich underscore Tandler CSN start taking me seriously again? So, Tandler, when are you going to start taking Pete seriously again? Okay, the, what, what struck me there was the again. <laughs> that, that implies that I ever did. Oh, that, <laughs> I never have. That no, is the most cold-blooded you answer. Your, you have your moments, you have your flaws, but you, uh, you, you work hard, you do a great job. Oh, you should have just stuck with the cold-blooded answer, man. That doesn't mean I still take it seriously. But, <laughs> that uh, you was, know, it's, uh, again, this, that, no. That was that, ruthless. If, if it happens, it'll be for the first time. That was ruthless. All right. I have one more thing important to say. Again, we want to thank the folks at Commuter Connections. Please, all of our listeners, you should check out Commuter Connections. A couple clicks is all it takes to share a ride to work when you want, where you want, for free. For free is always key. Check them out at commuterconnections.org or 800-745-RIDE. Carpool Now app is also now available. All right, Tandler, tell folks how they can find you. Uh, uh, Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. Rich underscore Tandler CSN and Facebook, Tandler CSN. 
Tandler CSN. Anything you want to tease? Any any big projects you got coming up this week or next week? Oh yeah, starting to dive seriously into the draft. Cool. Uh, we'll both be putting out uh, some pretty pretty extensive draft profiles on players the Redskins might in, be interested in, and that will start uh, on uh, what's uh, Tuesday. Yeah, and I tell you what, let, you have Buda Baker as your first one. Which is a guy that they've been connected to in mock drafts, and it's just an all-time cool name, Buddha. Yes. For so, the name alone, he's a first-rounder. But the last really cool name guy the Redskins had was Bakari Rambo. So yeah, That was good. That first and last. That, that's right. the double. It, if, you know, if, the, the, it, the, double the double hit. It's hard to top that. If he could have just been serviceable, they would have sold a million Rambo jerseys. No doubt. Okay, same thing with me. Check me out at JP Finley CSN on Twitter, and Facebook is JP Finley CSN. Um, I'm not sure on the time of this podcast, but on Tuesday, I've got a real fun project going on. I'm going to go hit some golf balls with Mason Foster and Will Compton. We are going to put that on Facebook Live and maybe on Periscope on Twitter. So look for that, and if, uh, if you miss it live, look for those clips. It should be pretty fun. Rich, always fun, man. Thanks for hanging out. All right, man. Okay, that's another episode of Redskins Talk, the podcast. We will talk to you soon. And I told Rich this earlier. We got very good news about the podcast party. It is coming for real this time, and it's going to be awesome. And I hope to reveal some actual information as far as location and dates before the end of the month. I'll leave it at that. All right, Taylor, take care. Bye. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Fairfax Toyota. Let's ride together.